This month's FarmStrong Farmer is Laura Coote. Now, for those of you who aren't aware what Laura does, she runs an agritourism business just outside of Kingston uh, at the bottom of Lake Wakatipu. Uh, she's also the driving force behind the Fairlight Foundation, which trains young women in farming. Laura, great to have you back on the country. You've got one child, another one on the way. You've got your fingers in so many pies. How do you do it? <laughs> Oh, because everything I do, I'm passionate about. And when you're passionate about it, you just make time and you prioritise it. And I'm grateful that I get to do everything I do because six or seven years ago, I had a very different life and and I definitely wasn't passionate about it. Well, you've come from the corporate world. You didn't like it. You got bullied at school. You talked about that. You're from a great Southland farming family, if you don't mind me saying so. And Mm. I don't think your old man would have ever got bullied at school. He was quite a hard-nosed hooker for Northern (laughs) Southland when I played rugby. (laughs) He was, he was. Um, And I had a fantastic Southland upbringing, and I credit everything I'm doing now to growing up in rural New Zealand because although I didn't have a lot of confidence in who I was as a person, I had a lot of confidence in my abilities to just get stuff done. And that comes from that practical mindset growing up on a farm. But Laura, if you don't mind me saying so, you're a very vivacious, vivacious should I say, attractive young woman. I would have thought life would have just <laughs> landed in your lap. I never learnt at an early stage how to keep my mouth shut, I think was the problem, Jamie. <laughs> snap, and, snap. And I, um, you know, as a, as a young girl growing up, I certainly said what was on my mind and sometimes that didn't go well with the popular girls and I just always felt a little bit like a a round peg in a square hole and and never really, truly embraced who I was at a young age and sort of always tried to be someone else. And you're right, I've always been outwardly extroverted and outwardly vivacious, but that inner confidence was just not there. So there was a lot of faking going on. Well, why did the corporate world not suit you? Were you faking it until you could try to make it in the corporate world? Pretty much. It was just not me. I I never once sat down as a young adult and went, what is it that I want? What are my values? What spins my wheels? What brings me satisfaction? Instead, I went into hospo after a Bachelor of Science. I did an MBA because someone pointed me in that direction. And my first role was amazing. I was an analyst for Deloitte in corporate finance in Wellington. Great team, but that's as corporate as you get. That's suited, booted, um, sitting in a computer, behind a computer all day. And although the work, any work, is stimulating when it's new, once I got my head around everything, I just, it just never fit. But I couldn't, I didn't have the awareness enough to understand why. So... That was the first corporate role, and from there I travelled overseas and had lots of different roles in lots of different industries, always trying to find that thing that just worked. But none of those things, I still never sat down until I was 29 at my desk. I never sat myself down and went, what am I passionate about? What do I want? What are my values? And once I actually did that, that's when everything changed. You set up this agritourism business called Real Country, as we said. It's based out of Kingston, and everything was going along nicely. And this is one of the reasons we're talking to you mm. on behalf of Farmstrong today. Then along comes COVID, and along comes a whole lot of, obviously, physical, mental, environmental sort of challenges for you and your business. How tough was it? 
not going to lie, there were quite a few bottles of whiskey and tears um, over that period. And I think because I was so busy, head down, bums up, working in the business, it happened so suddenly for tourism. So for other businesses, it was a bit slow. But overnight, 99% of my income was just wiped out. And there were some pretty hard decisions that I had to make. And I remember it was a phone call that my dad gave me and he just said, Rosie, you've got to look at it um, like I do farming. In 10 years' time, this will be a blip on your balance sheet and you have to think long-term about this. And it was then that I decided to just pull my socks up and get on with it. So got a job, keep selling cows um, to pay the bills because although there was no income, business bills still had to be paid. And it was at that time that an incredible opportunity came to set up the Fairlight Foundation with the owners of Fairlight Station. So it was in that period that it taught me that if you focus on the opportunities that you can't see when things get uncertain, it can be quite exciting. But in the beginning, certainly, I was focusing on all the pitfalls that I that I thought would um, would really affect me, like losing my business forever. Talk to, talk to me about the Fairlight Foundation and the family behind it, the Wright family. So this is a farm just down the road from you, effectively, but they've opened their farm gate for you to bring uh-huh. young women uh, onto the farm. Do they live on farm? Because you certainly train them on farm. Yes, they do. So Simon and Lou Wright uh, are you know, are minor shareholders of the station. They've been running the station for two decades and the Harpers, who are the majority shareholders, they've been wanting to set something up at Fairlight for years. Uh, you know, a farm training uh, program that, you know, creates well-rounded, proficient, confident shepherds. And Holly Wright, their daughter, was working with me at Real Country full-time prior to COVID. I met Simon at the dog trials a couple of times, and they just sort of thought, well, with my business slowing down, I might be just the right person to help, you know, get things off the ground for them. So it was really exciting coming on board there. And right in the beginning, we had the opportunity to create not just a practical proficiency program, but a 12-month well-rounded internship where our interns gain professional and personal skills alongside their practical development, which is something that is completely different. Um, there's nothing like it in New Zealand. There's no female-only farm training internships in New Zealand, and we're really proud to where we've got to just in the first three years. A final question for you, because we're talking to you on behalf of Farm Strong. Of course, mm. rural mental health is a real issue. You've had your challenges. Hopefully, you've beaten them. What's the What's the single best bit of advice to farmers or rural people or anyone listening to this who's going through a tough time? You have to always remind yourself of what your why is. Things do get really challenging. And when you focus on why you're doing what you're doing, because I don't know any farmer that does it for the paycheck. It's for the lifestyle. It's because they're passionate about it. It's because who they are. It's not what they do. And it's remembering the why and being grateful for all the things that you do have rather than the things that you don't. And then second to that is always rally around your community. The more community-minded you are, the more you get involved, the more you have people that can support you when things do get tough. And that's something the rural community in New Zealand has in spades. 
Laura Coote, been great catching up with you. You keep up the great work, and uh, thank you to Farmstrong for making this chat possible. Great. Thanks, Jamie.